Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. Creative people and what they do, I think it makes the world go around. It makes life worth living. So I love talking to creative types. And today I have four for the price of one. It's the cast of the show, Tilda Swinton Answers an Ad on Craigslist. It's a play about when Tilda Swinton answers an ad on Craigslist. It uh, I played several years in, ago in L.A. It's also played in other cities and went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And uh, they're bringing it back for their first shows post-pandemic. And I've got the playwright, Byron Lane, who also stars in the show, along with three of his fellow actors, Jane Entwistle, Mark Jude Sullivan, and Tom Lank, who many of you know from the Mismatch game. He does Zoe Deschanel and Tilda Swinton and all these other hilarious characters. So I got all four of them together. We play a few rounds of You Don't Know My Life um, with questions that tie into the theme of their show. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that there are now two ways you can listen to this podcast, Dennis Anyone. You can listen as you always do on your favorite podcast app, or you can become a subscriber to DNR Studios. Uh, that's a collective where for $12.95 a month, you get access to my show earlier, and you'll also be able to listen to all the other shows that are on the network. And you can learn about that at dnrstudios.com. I also have a voicemail, so if you want to leave me a voicemail with your answers to the questions we play in the game, you can do that at one 647 9653 and I might play it on the show. All right, that's enough for the plugs. Here is a game of You Don't Know My Life featuring Byron Lane, Jane Entwistle, Mark Jude Sullivan, and Tom Lank from Tilda Swinton answers an ad on Craigslist. All right, joining me now via Zoom, it's the cast of one of the funniest plays I've seen in years, and I was so happy to see it's coming back. The play is called Tilda Swinton Answers an Ad on Craigslist, and it's written by Byron Lane, who also stars in the show. Hey, Byron, welcome. Hey, I'm excited to be here. So before I introduce the rest of your company, I want to hear a little bit about the play and what it's about and how you came up with it. I had a dog named Tilda. We named her after Tilda Swinton. And one day I thought, I wonder what it would be like to live with the real Tilda Swinton. And so I thought, oh, let's pair her up with someone. And the play is basically a modern uh, retelling of Mary Poppins, where Tilda Swinton swoops into a depressed gay man's life and tries to shake things up and send him on his way. I love it. And playing Tilda Swinton is my friend and a mismatch game regular, Tom Lank. Hello, Tom. Hi, Janet. Hello, Dennis. Hello. (laughs) It's me, Dennis. It's me, Heidi. You played Heidi Klum. You played Margot Kidder. You played Zoe Deschanel. You have your eras. You're like, it's like, you know, Picasso with his blue period. It was like your (laughs) Zoe period. Um, What's fun to you about doing the show? Oh, gosh. Well, I do remember saying, like, I I will do this show for free. Forever. <laughs> because I love it. I love and it has. so much. And, you, um, and you've taken it to Edinburgh, where I've always wanted to go, to the Fringe. Was that amazing? Oh, yeah, it's so fun. It's like going away to the circus. Literally, we were in a circus tent. It's just like, it's a fun, amazing theater camp. I highly recommend everyone go. Well, the I whole vacation of it. I want to go and just see a show after show after show. All right. Also joining us is one of the other uh, actors in the show, Jane Entwistle. Welcome. Hello, thank you. Uh, what part do you play in Tilda Swinton Answers an Ad on, Cla- on Craigslist? I play his um, very overbearing, controlling mother. Awesome. And what do you love about this project? Oh. What appealed to you about it? The hilarity of the script. Practically every line is a one-liner. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's smart. You laugh. I cried. Um, I love the range I get to play. 
And most of all, I love the cast. And rounding out that cast, it's Mark Jude Sullivan. Welcome to the pod. What part do you play in this craziness? Hello. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm playing uh, Bobby, Walt's boyfriend, who's a bit of a pathological narcissist. And um, Those are the best uh, kind of narcissists I've found. Yeah, really, the, the ones that don't uh, you know, have any accountability. Um, and, the, and Walt's dad. So two different characters in a wonderful kind of Freudian construction of the characters uh, playing both the boyfriend and the father. Mark, what's, what's fun to you, for you about this project? Why did you want to do it? Well, first of all, these are dear, sweet, amazing, brilliant uh, goofballs that I get to <laughs> um, be friends with and goof off on stage with. And then um, the script is really, really fun. It's uh, both uh, hilarious, but it's also, I think, uh, really surprisingly deeply rooted in um, some serious shit that the character is going through. And I think that's why people are responding to it. That's why it's uh, fun to go back to every night. I love it. Well, I loved it when I saw it the first time, and I was so glad to see it was coming back. And Byron, as a writer, I want to thank you for your clarity of title. Tilda Swinton answers an ad on play. None of that Tony Kushner, colon, part three... I'm a pretentious no. title person. No. No. This is what you get. This is what it is. Tell this us what answers an ad on Craigslist. All right. So we're going to play a, a few rounds of You Don't Know My Life. How this game works is a question is posed to everybody playing. Everyone submits an answer on their phone. We present the answers and then take turns guessing who said what. The winner is the person that gets the most matches. And so I prepared a few questions that are thematically tied to your show. So here's the first one. We're all going to be answering it. Roommate... Or neighbor story, go. I should try and find one that I don't think I've told these. Yeah, that, try to come up with something that you don't think other people would know. Uh, it could be anything to do with a roommate or a neighbor. This makes me realize that I've forced these people to listen to all, to all of your stories. <laughs> all right. The answers are almost all coming in. And while we're waiting, I just want to remind folks that Tilda Swinton answers an ad on Craigslist is going to be playing at the Cavern Club Theater in L.A. opening July 14th. And you guys are all weekend, right? Yes. Have you ever heard from the real Tilda Swinton? Does she know this show exists? Only in whispers. So, Ooh. first of all, she communicates it. She's a chameleon, so maybe she has seen it right. maybe a bunch of times. And then Tom Lank had this crazy interaction with an alleged relative. Yeah, what's that story, Tom? Well, in, in Edinburgh at the festival, you uh, you hand out flyers on the sort of main strip to get people to come to your show. Right. And which we didn't really need to do the first time because we sold out mostly. But I was we were paying our dues. Right. And, exactly. Uh, this girl came up to me and I said, "Oh, come see our show." She's like, "Could I have that flyer?" I said, "Sure." And she said, um, "That that's my auntie." And I said, "What? What do you, what do you mean?" She said, uh, Tilda Swinton's my aunt. And I looked at her and yes, yes, she... You could see the resemblance. Yes. Wow. Wild. So I said, please come see our show. And, I'll, and I gave her tickets and she she came and she she loved it and took a, a self... She laughed. At, we were very nervous. Right. You don't know. Um, she took a, a selfie a, with me. She, she maybe sent the selfie of us to... To Tilda. Well, you just never know, but I have a feeling that someday you're going to get confirmation in a weird Tilda-centric way. So, yeah. all right, all of the answers are in. The question again was roommate or neighbor story go. Here is our first answer that one of us submitted. 
I had a roommate who lived in the basement of our condemned house. He started acquiring pets in his tiny bedroom, but denied that they existed. It started with a parakeet and then a cat and then a second parakeet after the cat ate the first one and then a lizard and then finally a husky puppy. Okay, so you guys see that square right there where the little number is? We as a collective come up with what we call the hashtag. It's just a cute little headline to label this answer. Pet hoarder. Pet hoarder. I like pet hoarder. hoarder. (laughs) I'll go with it. All right, next up. Lost my virginity to a neighbor. All right. Um, How about Mr. Rogers? Something Mr. Rogers. Uh, Easy neighborhood. Easy neighborhood. I knew you would punch that up. All right, I like it. All right, next up. I had a roommate who was very controlling. She had a box of tampons with a big sign saying, do not touch. I snuck one and she had counted them and flew into a rage. Our other roommate came to my rescue saying he had a nosebleed and had to stuff tampons up his (laughs) nose. That is a one-person show. I mean, it it really has a beginning, a middle, and and, and a twist. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. What can we... um, uh, time of the month. That's cra- is that tampon cra- hero. Tampon hero. Thank you. Tampon hero. Okay. Next up. One time my roommates were both at work and the door was dead bolted and I got out of the shower and all of the pillows were piled in the living room and all of the dishes in the middle of the kitchen and cupboard doors were all open. It turns out new roommate ghost hitched a ride from Kenny Ortega's house? Question mark. Okay. (laughs) Holy shit. There's a lot to unpack there. Okay. So there was something was bolted and there was a shower and then like, it was like a ghost thing. Okay. Deadbolt daddy. Deadbolt daddy. Thank you. We love an alliteration. And finally, one of my neighbors quit talking to my roommate because of an innocent text typo. It happened over a year ago and the ice has not Odd. Typo terror. How about that? Mm, that's great. So we have five answers, five hashtags, and now the guessing starts. Mark, Jude, you're going to start with the guessing, and how that works is you pick any hashtag other than your own, and then you say who you think it is. I think all of these are Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, make your guess, and then I'll explain what happens. Okay. Knowing Tom Lank's love of Hocus Pocus, you would get the reference to Kenny Ortega. I'm going to say Deadbolt Daddy is Tom Lank. Okay, so Tom Lank, if that is you, you say, yes, you know my life, and Mark gets a point. But if that is wrong, you have to say the name of the game, you don't know my life, with as much attitude as you may be feeling. So, Tom, are you Deadbolt Daddy? Mark G. You do know my life. (laughs) Oh, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, I turned on that applause. I did that sound effect. Isn't that cute? Okay, so here we go. We get to find out a little more about it. So, Tom, what is the story? Well, just that this ghost, like, rearranged things in my apartment, and my roommates both swore. One was in San Diego. I currently live with her now. And then her ex-boyfriend was the other roommate, and he was working at DeBevix, and I called him, and I, memory serves me correct, I could hear Ed DeBevix in the background when right. I called them to ask if if he did all this stuff in home. And so then I'm like, okay, well, it's it's a ghost, clearly. And then my roommate, Teresa, she had been 
in a production of Selena the Musical with Kenny Ortega's sister, (laughs) Duba. And we'd gone to a... There had been a bunch of parties at at Duba. Duba lives with Kenny in the Valley. Valley. And so there... Uh, there had been some cast parties and I even went to one. And when Duba finally heard the story, she said, Oh, our ghost hitched a ride with you. (laughs) Apparently they had a ghost that did like cause like little. Was very demonstrative, a very active ghost. Yeah. And it it, it sort of, uh, it, it would latch onto people who were going through like a lot of, turmoil or something right so it's indicative of something going on with you um for the listeners i want to clarify one thing they may be asking ghost of selena or not ghost of selena because it was selena the musical it could have been the ghost of selena Mm, wow have you ever thought about that wow i have not thought about that (laughs) all right but that's that's a crazy story there's all this stuff around and like one cabinet is one thing, like, oh, maybe it was the wind, but this was a whole thing. Yeah. Also, um, this group will, uh, it's probably way too obvious because of the cupboards thing, because um, when when we've traveled with Tilda, uh, they make fun of me because they, they know when I've come home late and, and have been up eating late in the kitchen because all of the cupboard doors will be left open. So <laughs> right. apparently I am like that ghost. You're, you're a cupboard. You're, being haunted yeah. You're, ghost you're a deadbolt daddy yourself as well. All right. So <laughs> Mark, because you got that right, you get to guess again. You get to do two in a row if you get it right. Oh. If you'd missed, we would have just moved right on. Okay. Lost my virginity to a neighbor. I would like to hear that story, whether it's from Byron or Dennis. I'm going to say that's Dennis. You think that I am Mr. Rogers' easy neighborhood? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. And my answer to that is, Mark, you don't know my life. Oh. And that's the end of Mark's turn, and it goes to Byron. (laughs) All right, Byron, you've got uh, four up there to guess from. I'm going to choose Tampon Hero. Yes. Jane. Jane, are you Tampon Hero? Well, I thought the chances are good that it's I you, know. but it would Mark, have been a. You connect it too, but you wanted to be nice, right? Well, well, I was also kind of hoping that, like, the tampon hero was a, like. I think that would be a funny story if it was uh, a guy, yeah. and that uh, the roommate was just uh, that much of a psychopath. Yeah. So, uh, Jane, tell us more about this uh, this tampon hero person. Um, well, I mean, we were young, we were in our twenties, so it was just like maybe last year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, you're all living in a house together and everyone's kind of crazy. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say. It, 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 things were really great. And then all of a sudden it just started to turn and then things got really weird. Hence the like massive sign and she had it all taped up and. Yeah. yeah. Do not touch. Yeah, we get it. All right. Furious. So I must have done something else. Yeah. Prompt. The kind of tampon rage <laughs> that was directed. <laughs> that was... <laughs> but also, yeah. shout out to your roommate for stepping up with the nosebleed ruse. You know, yeah. that was nice. That was That's nice. 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 Yeah, I like it. Um, Byron, How you... big are his nostrils? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Unbelievable story. All right, Byron, you get to pick again. You're looking for Mark's or mine? 
I'm going to say Dennis is typo terror. That is true. I am typo terror. It's the first thing that came to mind because it's more recent. Um, My roommate goes walking with this neighbor for for a year and a half or whatever. And one time she typed like walking today or something like that with the word walking in a text. And somehow it came out fucking today. And (laughs) the other neighbor is very, a little older, an older woman and very spiritual and religious and was so offended and didn't, couldn't get that it was just a techo typo thing and has not let it go to this day. So wow. it's still a thing. Yeah. But the, the, the moral of the story is, you know, typos can really end friendships. Yeah. Words. All right. So Byron, it's you What's and, and it's you and Mark. So we're going to go down to Jane and let her try to guess between these last two. You've got Byron and Mark. We've got the pet hoarder and we've got Mr. Rogers, easy neighborhood. I'm going to guess that. Pet hoarder is Mark Jude Sullivan. Pet hoarder, is that you, Mark Jude Sullivan? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Good job, Jane. This is like a menagerie in the house. Yeah. Was it the condemned house? Me living in a condemned house that gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it end up playing out? What was the upshot? Did they ever acknowledge that, oh, yeah, this is happening? Um. Yeah, they, I mean, we were they were confronted with it, and uh, like we we ended up getting proof. We um, so it, it, I, I kind of condensed it a little bit. Like every time he would get a pet, like it started out with the parakeet, and we we're like, "Dude, you can't have a parakeet." And he's like, "I don't have a parakeet." We're like, "We can hear the parakeet," and then uh, the parakeet stopped one day, and we went down, and there was a cat in the room. We we're like, "We." We know you have a cat. He's like, I don't have a cat. That must be like a, a neighborhood cat that got into my room somehow. And we're like, all right, you're lying. And then there was another parakeet again. And we're like, you still can't have a parakeet just because the other one died. And then there was a lizard. And then uh, like a week later, we heard barking downstairs. And that's when we confronted him. And we're like, we can't have like six animals living in the basement. And, like, we went in to kind of, like, document it and sure. snoop around. Right. And he had a handgun, and he mounted a samurai sword on the wall. So we were like, all right, let's just be really careful in how this plays out. Yeah. He, he moved out later that Oh, did the cat eat the first parakeet? Cat ate the first parakeet. Somehow didn't eat the second parakeet. Didn't eat the lizard. lizard? No. And then I don't know what was going on with the dog and the cat living in the same room. And it was like a tiny room in the basement. So, uh, Are you a slumlord? (laughs) Uh, I I was at the birthday slumlords. All right. Uh, We only have one answer left, and no one gets a point for the last one. But we do get to hear from Byron how he lost his virginity to a neighbor. Well, I had just come out, I just graduated college, and I had a crush on my neighbor who was also the local weatherman. Oh, and, uh, that's so hot. Yeah, and the flirtation went back and forth and back and forth until finally it happened. It happened yeah. with the weatherman. Did he have a... The weatherman, yeah. Did he, you don't have to say his name, but did he have a weather name like, like, it's Doppler, like Lloyd Doppler? or like Sometimes they have fa- phony names. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, like Rainy George. Or right. Whatever. But he, that was, not, no, no, he had, a, he had a normal name. And was this when you worked in news? Yeah. And you lived next door to it? Wow. Yeah, so we were also co-workers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Was he as handsome as one might think when you think weatherman? Yeah, yeah, he was really handsome. He was older than me, um, and he was a whore. 
So he had all this experience and wisdom. Oh, and, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I love that. I, shout out to that weatherman wherever he is. I know. I hope things are good. We're, we've lost touch a bit, but, uh, but I wish him the best. All right. So it was overall solid experience. A thumbs up all the way. Are this game or my virginity loss? Oh, no, this game. We know this game is we're going we're to break even if we're lucky. But your virginity loss. It was great. It thumbs was up. Great. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I love it. Do you have any fun weather puns for sex? Like, hmm. Like, yeah, no, I don't recall any. Yeah, I feel a cold front coming into your hole oh. and with rising, oh, rising showers in the face. I don't know. I, I thought this was a rated G show. I know. No, yeah. it's not. No, no. Yeah. Great. All right, so we have another question for you guys just uh, inspired by the theme of your show, and here's what it is. Because Tilda Swinton moves in with your character, Byron, in this show, uh, I thought this might be fun. Describe a memorable encounter you've had with a celebrity. Maybe it's just that you saw them somewhere and didn't even interact, or maybe you did interact. Something happened, or oh, they were nice or not be, nice. It could, you, it could be you just saw them. Yeah, it could be just like I saw a friend of mine saw Marilyn Manson at Bed Bath and Beyond, and I feel like that in and of itself is pretty fun. The answers are coming in. I can't wait to see you guys in real life. I know. Have you guys? Life. When do you start? Do you get together to rehearse again? Like, oh my god, what do we do about that? I need rehearsal. I'm I need a, rehearsal too. A week of rehearsal. <laughs> okay. As I okay. discovered with that other play I was doing, because everyone got mad at me, because I, I apparently I, I I learn and memorize in a different way than most normal people. <laughs> Interesting. All of the answers are in. Here are the stories. Describe a memorable encounter you had with a celebrity. First answer. Saw Lily Tomlin and told her I loved her in big business, and she did the shake her waist snake thing at me. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, What's the shaker wrist snake? It's this. Well, I guess it's not Jane. <laughs> or <laughs> Jane oh, is... Good job, Jane. It's, oh. it's Jane is it's part of her ruse. It's yes. part of her thing. Uh, right. how, I am an actress. Exactly. <laughs> how about Lily Love? That's kind of simple. I love that. It sums Lily up everything, Love. how we all feel. Okay, next up. John Stamos offered to trade something I was wearing for something he was wearing. <laughs> Stamos. Stamos swap. Stamos swap. Oh, Thank you. That's nice. All right. Nice. Next up. A bartender at my restaurant back in New York gave Adrian Grenier directions to the bathroom. When he came back upstairs from the kitchen and accused her of fucking with him, she told him, sorry, I thought you worked here. That bartender was Amy Schumer. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. It's the old Schumer switcheroo. Great. Right? We like that. Yeah. It could happen to anyone. All right. Next up. At an L.A. theater fundraiser, I saw this man I hadn't seen in a long time. Oh, my God. Hi. I haven't seen you forever. Oh, wait. You're my friend from TV, aren't you? It was Matthew St. Patrick from Six Feet Under. I was mortified. I love that because it felt like a friend. Uh, how about Book of Matthew? That's kind of cute, right? It's not super irreverent, but we get it. Next up. I was using a urinal, and Chris Pine started using the one next to me. He was super drunk and swaying and texting with both hands. No guide hand on the ween, which we all know is proper urinal etiquette. Oh, man. 
That's a good one. I know. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that one's I good. like uh, Pine Peeny. Pine Peen? Or Pine Peen? Pine Peen? Oh, man. All right. Here we go. Boom. All right. Jane, you got to finish the last round out, so let's start with Tom Lank this time. Tom, pick one of these hashtags and who you think it is. Gosh. I'm going to say uh, hashtag Schumer switcheroo is Mark because I have – I just – I feel like that's him. Are you the Schumer switcheroo, Mark? I am the Schumer switcheroo. Right on. So you were working in New York in a restaurant, and break yeah. it down. What exactly happened? So, yeah, they, they were doing some big um, after-party thing at this restaurant for uh, Entourage. And, you know, he was kind of um, uh, at, at the top of his game. Right. And he'd been drinking a lot of pink martinis, pink grapefruit mint martinis. And he came back asking for the bathroom. And uh, Amy, who was working there at the time and just started to go out on comedy tours, uh, was, was not having any of it. She was completely over it. Uh, whether or not he was actually a douchebag, he was giving off a vibe because I think he was a little tipsy. Right. So she was like, oh, yeah, you're going to go down the stairs and around the corner. And then he immediately realized what was going on, came back up, was like, you're fucking with me, aren't you? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you worked here. Just like without missing a beat. And it was uh, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, he was a good guy about it. He was funny. He, right. he laughed it off. But it was, uh, you know, why not take the air out of his sails just yeah. once again? Exactly, and a memorable moment. I, um, was it yeah. fun to work with Amy? Was she, she was fun? great. She's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, um, and then of course, like six months later, she's you know her career blows up, and uh, she's off uh, you know being a comic genius elsewhere. And she's uh, reportedly a very good tipper. You always hear Absolutely. about her tipping like a thousand dollars and stuff like that. Oh. So, all right, I love that. All right, Tom, you got one right. You get to guess again. I think hashtag Book of Matthew. Is Byron. Byron, are you Book of Matthew, Matthew St. Patrick? You don't know my life. Oh, all right. So it goes wow. to me. I think, I think Lily Love is Byron. Is that you? Yes. Well That's done. Right. All right. Look at me. Hey. So what's Dennis, the story? You know my life. I was in Beverly Hills. I was on the phone with a friend. I was walking to therapy. I was on a flip phone because this was years ago. And I see her heading my way, and she was really the first celebrity that I had seen there. And it was profound because I used to watch Big Business over and over when I was a kid on VHS, and we had recorded it off of prime time, so that it even had, like, weather interruptions. <laughs> That's love. It was crazy. Anyway, so I see her coming, and I just hang up on my friend. And, uh, and I, I say to her, oh, I, uh, sorry, I just want to say I loved you in Big Business. And she just did her Thing with her, her wrist, you know, like they do in the movie. And uh, and she went to her appointment, and I went to mine, and life was grand. But she gave you a little something, a little something, oh. and that's something she does in that movie, right? Yes. Yep, yes. yep. the sort of, like, snake thing. Oh. Oh, God, I love that she did that. So sweet. Yeah. So, so cool. good. Yeah. I know, just when we think we couldn't love her more, she keeps delivering. One time, I um, she was a judge at a lip-sync competition I was doing for a <laughs> theater. <laughs> of course. And of course. Um, I did a lip-sync and had dancers to that, what don't you fucking understand, Christian Bale thing. Right. Anyway, <laughs> we, we won, and she gave us the award, and she was so nice, and she said, oh, my gosh, next year you'll have to do my lip sync. 
Right, because she had a good tirade too. One of those yeah. caught on tape moments, which I love that she yes. fully was like, "Oh, she was like acknowledging that she's like mm-hmm. kind of likes that her her thing got out there." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I wow. I have a meltdown. You can do. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, she's in on the joke. <laughs> she's in on the joke. All right. Yeah, and she always looks kind of the same. Like she doesn't age in a way. Like it's interesting. Okay, um, I get to guess again. Tom Lank, are you Book of Matthew? You don't know my oh, You know what? I, that was a very dumb guess on my part because I just read the other one over again and realized a dumb thing I did. Anyway, all right, Mark, it's you. You're looking for Jane, Tom, or me. I'm going to say because it would be funny that Jane is peeing next to Chris Pine, but I think the Stamos swap is Jane. Jane, are you Stamos swap? Mark, you don't know my life. Ah, all right. <laughs> Okay, Byron, it's your guess. I'm going to say Stamos swap is Mark. Mark, are you the Stamos swap? I um, did not submit two answers. No. Oh, oh. mess something up. Oh, oh. burn! Right. Oh, I forgot to. That's partly my fault because I forgot to explain that the faded marks on the on the player board have already been guessed. Got it, got it, got it. You know, but you know what? It's fun when, with this few people, it's fun when people miss. So we're going to keep it in. I like Jane, you get to guess. You're looking for me or Tom Lank. I'm going to say Pine Peen is Tom Lank. Tom Lank, are you Pine Peen? Yeah, of course. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) He, he, He was not using no guide hand. And here's something that I'm so glad you brought this into the light, which is I can use no guide hand. I am built in such a way that that's not a problem. But I do use one because I think if people see that I'm, you know, say I'm voguing or something with both hands, <laughs> that it's upsetting to people. So um, I th- I like the idea of a guide hand tutorial that we're br- giving people and also just the idea that it's been brought up at all. So tell us more about the moment, Tom. Well, also, I just I think that you, you sort of one hand, one hand's guiding and one hand sort of. Gripping so that maybe the pants don't fall down. Like, yes. How did his pants stay up? Does he just have an apple bottom? He might have a pert ass. He might have a pert uh, movie star ass. Well, well, what about the just maybe he just used the zipper? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's oh, that's weird. Yeah. I don't like that. Where yeah. when you keep the button uh, buttoned and then you there's just really, undo the zipper and Well, there's pull no it out victory because if you undo the the buckle and like I don't like having the straps of my belt near the urinal. Oh yeah, and all that. Yeah, and then there's the splashback. Um, Jane, are you riveted to this? Are you are you learning? Yeah. Actually, this is part for the course with this crew. This is like, this is like tea with Mima, you know. Yeah. Normally, it's. <laughs> so it's pretty tame, right, Jane? Tom, what was the event where where Chris Pine was super drunk? Think. <laughs> Uh, he was doing a play at the Geffen. Oh, yeah. I was at a restaurant near there, and it must have been after showtime, and he came in. There he was. All right. I can't remember. It, there was, it was one of those urinal, like, there weren't those, like, little guard um, oh. oh, yeah. between the urinals. So it was on display. It? it was you on display. It. You saw it. I didn't, like, I didn't, like... Look, look, but I saw it. What's that called? Like if your, you were, uh, peripheral if vision. You were, uh, if you were under hypnosis, <laughs> could, could you be? Could you zoom into it? That kind of thing. 
Could I do yeah. a, dra- a, a pencil drawing? Yeah, could it? you do a pencil uh, drawing? I don't remember Sparkle. anything about it. it. Was it was? I guess it wasn't a memorable. There thing. it is. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what, Jane? It's just you and me left, so we're gonna let we're gonna let Tom guess next because we like to keep things interesting. One of these is Jane, and one of these is mine. Hashtag the uh, Stamos swap is uh, Dennis. You are correct. That is indeed me. That is my story. Well done, Tom Lank. Good job, Tom Lank. Uh, I, I wanted get... it to be mine. I really wanted it to be mine. I know. I did too. Well, the story doesn't have a, a really great ending. What happened was I was at a party that he was at, and it was a pretty small, intimate party, and he had been drinking, and he was being really friendly and nice, and I think he he had read uh, one of my novels and was complimentary about it, so I think he thought I was kind of cool or whatever, and... And we were at this party, and at one point, he was. I was like, I really like your pants. And he's like, let's go in the bathroom and switch. <laughs> and I was like, I really wanted to do it, but here's where I go. I have big thighs. I am going to get in the bathroom and not be able to fit into John Stamos's pants. Um, excellent. And he's uh, excellent. Right? And he's going to look better. amazing in mine because he's never not looked amazing in anything ever. And so I was just thinking ahead to, um, to, to the, the pants not fitting and not being able to get them over my thighs and that kind of shame. But I regret it. I should have gone for it. When the police came to you, <laughs> say to them, I, I can't fit my thighs. Yes. Famous pants. I know. And I had a they'll ch- be like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we've heard. Yeah. I had a chance to get into John Stamos's pants and I blew it. And I'm sure they were like designer and expensive and he would have ended up with like my Ross dress for less, whatever. And, and sobered up and been like, what happened, you know, to my Emporio Armani or whatever it was. But yeah, I, I kind of regret that I didn't go for it, but I was afraid they wouldn't fit is the, is the truth. Um, so, uh, Jane, tell us about your theater fundraiser encounter. Jane. I can't remember that. Oh, Sacred Fools. It was Sacred Fools Theater uh, fundraiser. Right on. And we were in a line that kind of snaked. So he, I was facing one way and he was facing the other, but we were right beside each other. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, my God, hi. Oh, God, I haven't seen you for so long. How are you? And, he, and for those listening, Matthew St. Patrick played um, – <laughs> Michael C. Hall's very, yes. very handsome, smoking hot boyfriend. So right. anyway, I'm like touching his big arm. I'm like, <laughs> he, he is looking at me just like, no. Right. Cause and, he, then, and then it dawned on me, oh God, you're my friend from TV. Yeah. We're not real friends in real life. We're, and I was so mortified, but the line wasn't moving, and there was, there was nowhere to go, so I was just stood there. Right. <laughs> but that was, was there was a kissing booth <gasps> to raise more money. Yes. And there was this really pretty um, woman who was at the kissing booth, and he he says to me a sort of a, like, well, here's your penance for making that massive faux pas. I will give you a dollar to go over there and make out with that lady. What? So now yeah. he's playing truth or dare with uh, girl on girl action. Yeah. And did you do it? Uh, no, and I, I didn't do it. I wish I had. Right. Did we both. Have we have. Five? 
<laughs> right, a dollar is not enough. No, it's not enough. So I it for for free, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a, such a very very bizarre. Yeah. Wait, did you say it to him? Did you voice it out loud? Like, oh no, you're sorry, you're my friend from TV. Did, did yeah? You I hear, said, oh, you're my friend from TV. He heard you say. Oh, <laughs> I said that to him. That, that should just be the reaction. We should just be allowed to say that because yes, well, it, it, hap- it happens to the best of us. It happens. Yeah. And I think Jane, your story and mine both show that if a celebrity suggests you do something, you should do it, or you'll regret it for the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. It's a hard truth to swallow. Yeah. All right. But we're doing it. So now we're going to reveal the scores to see who scored the most points in our little game of You Don't Know My Life Today. Keep your eye on the player board, and I'm going to reveal them in three, two, one. Boom. One, two, 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 two. So it's a three-way tie between Byron, Jane, and Tom. Mark, you and I just got one. So, you know. I don't know these people. I don't know these people, but you have uh, a whole weekend of shows in which to learn them. Byron, tell people how they can find out more about your show and get your tickets, and so they can see Tilda Swinton answers an ad on Craigslist. Let me tell you something about TildaPlay.com. It's got everything. (laughs) I love that you have your own website, right? It's It's got all the places you need to see what the dates are, the times are. July 14th through 17th at uh, Casita del Campo in Silver Lake in L.A., And also on the website, lots of fun quotes from reviews and celebrities who saw the show and um, lots of praise for these brilliant actors who will make you laugh and feel emotions, all the good stuff. Before I let you go, I want to get each of you to say something you're looking forward to about the show, maybe a favorite scene or I love this moment. I can't wait to see um, what uh, mistakes we will make and (laughs) we'll masterfully adapt to them. Right. Tom is uh, king of going with the flow. Well, I want to second that because I was going to say, too, I wonder what lines we'll forget. Right. But something I love about these people and working with these artists is that um, when those mistakes and accidents happen, they're almost always happy ones. And many times we keep them in the show. (laughs) Um, And I, I just, what a treat. Anyway, I can't wait to see what new things emerge. I love it. All right. What about you, Jane? What are you looking forward to? It's the vibe of being together. Um, I miss everyone so much, and we haven't done the play since before the pandemic. Like many, oh wow, okay. haven't gotten to do their thing since the before times. I've seen this show uh, over a hundred times easily, and I wa- I continue to watch it every single time. I will stand there on in the wings, and I will watch it because it's I never get tired of it. Right, you're not doing a crossword puzzle. You're not doing Wordle on your phone. You're watching your fellow actors do their thing. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Tom, what are, you, what are you looking forward to about it, or what do you love about playing Tilda in this Mentally, show? Mentally, I'm playing Wordle on stage while I'm doing the performance. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I love it is that Byron wrote a part where you get to do all the things in one play. Like, you get to make people laugh and cry and everything in between. Um, when you live here in Los Angeles and you're, you know, we all we all do film and TV to pay the bills, right? But, like, theater is what you do for fun and for the love of art. And so it's so fun to get to do a thing. I think for all of us, like, to get to do stuff that we don't normally get to do in the stuff that's, pay, you know, paying the bills. Right. It feeds your soul. Just, like, delivering, like, medical jargon or... 
uh, how, would you like milk in this coffee? You know, I don't know. So it's just <laughs> nice to get to to do to play a fully realized character, right? <laughs> A shout out to Tom Detrinas, who couldn't join us in the game, our director, who helped craft all these performances. And but it's a group effort. Skill. What is we're it? All skilled, in it together. skilled comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is of, ensemble of skilled. skilled? Is that what they called us? Some review, and we were just like skilled comedians. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. That's right. That was one of the compliments. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I can't wait to see your show again. Thank you for doing this. Um, if any of you ever drunkenly want to switch pants with me, I will do it. I will hesitate. I now know about guide hands. I'm going to be really more vigilant about that in my own life. Yes. And um, thank you for doing the podcast. We love you, Dennis. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for us, Dennis. Beautiful hands. <laughs> Thanks again to Byron, Jane, Mark, and Tom. Check out their show, Tilda Swinton Answers, an ad on Craigslist. It's delightful. All right, so this happened. Uh, I went to Palm Springs last weekend for a little getaway. A friend of mine has a place out there and invited me to come hang out. And I had a chill time in the desert. I saw a few friends. I had some meals. And uh, on the last night I was there, I went over to my friend Chris's. And we watched a a movie called Aline. A-L-I-N-E. And it's a biopic that's loosely based on Celine Dion, but they don't call her Celine, so they take a few liberties. And I remember when it played at Con last year, I think it was, and it got some crazy reviews, like it was campy and ridiculous and kind of crazy. So I was expecting it's going to be the new Showgirls, because the lead actress plays Celine throughout her life, and they use digital technology to make her Celine as a little girl, uh, as like a five-year-old. And it's a little creepy, but I don't know... I mean, I think some people may look at that and be like, this is grotesque. I It didn't bug me that much. It was a little weird, but it didn't take me out of the movie. But um, it is not a camp fest. I kind of loved it. I'm a fan of Celine Dion, and I was into it. Um, I thought it was very affectionate to her, toward her. You could tell that they cared about her. Um, it, they spent money on it. It looked cool. And the lead performance is great. Um, and it really brought back this amazing memory that I had, which is... In 1998, was that the year of Titanic? Um, I interviewed Celine Dion for Cosmopolitan magazine, and we did the interview in a town car between the Beverly Hills Hotel and the Shrine Auditorium where they were rehearsing the Oscars. So I was in the middle of the the Titanic hurricane, uh, the Celine Titanic hurricane. I was right there in the eye with Celine for about an hour. And we did the interview, and she was very sweet. And I also remember when I got to the hotel, she wasn't talking. She was writing everything down. And in the movie, you realize that she had a period of like three or four months where she couldn't talk. Like, the doctor told her not to talk. She was having some trouble with her voice. So she wasn't talking. Um, I don't even know. She must have been singing. But I don't I don't know if she was touring. But I do remember her not talking. I remember her writing things down. And that was uh, also featured in the movie. And I was like, wow. And then they... They redo the Titanic um, Oscar performance, and they're able to get the Titanic song. They get some songs, but not others, but it's not Celine singing. It's interesting how they do it, Uh, but it's very faithful and very... I can't imagine a better biopic about Celine. Um, And if you're a fan of hers, you'll appreciate it because it gets her kind of goofiness. Um, And, you know, they deal with the Renee love affair and, you know, how, how they met when she was so young and... 
I don't know. I was into it. I was expecting to watch something that was going to be like the new Showgirls or the new um, Coyote Ugly or Molly, some of my favorite campy movies. But it was something else. I don't know. Anyway, if you're a fan of Celine, you might like it. Uh, it's on Canopy, too, which I'm obsessed with Canopy. All right. Before I let you go, a shout-out to AJ Souza for mixing the episodes and J.B. Bercy for posting them up online. And my theme music is composed by Mark Daniels and licensed through Placement Music. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye!